There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Thanks to JLD Hot Sauce and Knives, Saints Happy Hour listeners now get to listen to the complete version of our weekly Twitter spaces the entire football season. If you want award-winning hot sauces like Boot Jolica or Reaper Madness Special Reserve, go to www.jldsharpsauce.com. They have incredible jellies such as palm and pepper. They also have an incredible selection of handmade knives for cooking, hunting, and your outdoor needs. Go check out the Zombie Killer Quartering Cleaver and tell me it's not the best damn quartering cleaver you ever saw in your entire life. Jerry Embler is a tremendous supporter of Saints Happy Hour, so we're asking you to support the people who support Saints Happy Hour. Go to www.jldsharpsauce.com to get the best hot sauces and knives at the best prices anywhere. Use promo code SAINTSHAPPYHOUR and get 10% off. That's www.jldsharpsauce.com. Have you been thinking of becoming a Saints Happy Hour patron? We have an offer you can't refuse. Sign up, and if you don't think Saints Happy Hour is the best daily Saints podcast and you aren't having a blast chatting on our private Discord channel with other Saints fans, we will refund your money. No questions asked. If you sign up at the $10 level, you can even keep our Boost Bundle welcome gift after the refund. You have absolutely nothing to lose, so go to saintshappyhour.com and sign up today. Podcast ads are the worst, right? Everyone hates them. You can get Saints Happy Hour ad-free by becoming a patron. That's right. Patrons get access to every show ad-free. No ads ever. You also get breaking Saints news podcast, Saints player grades, early access to shows, and behind-the-scenes access. Plus, you get access to our Discord channel where you can talk Saints 24-7 in private with other Saints Happy Hour listeners. And you get our world-famous booze bundle with four swag items. Amazing. So sign up and never have to suffer through another ad again. Go to SaintsHappyHour.com. That's SaintsHappyHour.com and sign up today. G'day, it's Stevie from 12 Ninja here. And look, if you like American football, you should check out Saints Happy Hour podcast. I personally know all about American football, other than it's a bunch of massive blokes wearing spandex, shoulder pads and helmets, running around with a throwing a football. In Australia, you don't throw footballs. You punch it or you kick it. And there's um, no protection. They're all naked. And there's sharks and crocodiles fired out of cannons onto the field and we all stand around and drink blood watching it but American football's your thing you know what to do Saints Happy Hour podcast stick it in your ear hole Alright everybody, welcome to another just a Saints Happy Hour podcast. It's that time of week on Wednesday where we do the Twitter spaces. As always our Twitter spaces are are sponsored by JLD Hot Sauces and Knives. Go to JLDSharpSauce.com for all your hot sauce and knives needs. Um, and you should support Saints Happy Hour. Uh, 
Try us out for a month, any level. If you don't like it, I'll personally refund the freaking money. Okay, you're going to love us. We got we got so many people signing up. We're the best damn Saints podcast anywhere. Um, as always, I, I feel like this is – Dr. Thomas is with us. Dr. Thomas, he, he, he tech, you, you texted me last week. You were like, do you like having me on because I'm actually good and give people something of value or because the Saints – just keep having an avalanche of injuries that won't stop. And I texted you back, yes. <laughs> I like having you on, Dr. Thomas, because you're great. But also, like, these injuries with the Saints, man, <laughs> it's never ending, man. They haven't had a healthy quarterback in, like, four years. Yeah, I'm not kidding myself. Um, I'm only here because disaster strikes <laughs> every single week for no other reason. I'm fine with that, though. I mean, here's the thing, though. Like, I, I were Jameis today. They asked him, and he went through his litany. He he went through his litany of injuries like, uh, like a grandfather at Thanksgiving. Like he just listed off the ailments, and I spe- I, I have expected him to like list, list off the medications he was taking. It was like he was an 85 year old man. Um, but here's the thing: does the, the the Saints were like we're resting him today, and we expect him to practice tomorrow? How much does the rest help him? And in you in your educated opinion as a doctor. Could this have been an issue where they weren't resting him for the back? They were resting him for his ankle. One day of rest isn't doing much mm-hmm. for either. It would be an accumulation of rest. I don't even know. Uh, so let me let me finish that thought. So I think what they probably mean when they say that is, yes, he got rest, but he probably went and got some kind of treatment, whether it be okay. an inject- injection or some kind of specific rehab. He needed to be somewhere for it or something like that along those lines. Uh, what is the ankle injury? I never saw a video. I don't know anything about it. Do you have any? Well, I mean, that was the it foot, it's the foot injury basically from training camp, right? When he missed oh, the two okay. weeks. Yeah, yeah. And I was I was thinking maybe and I have no way to verify this, but like at the Saints facility, they probably have a ton of stuff like treatment that he can get, right? Cuz it's the Saints, it's it's their it's their giant football facility. They probably have not necessarily like you know, MRI or X-ray machines or all that, but they can give him a lot of treatment. Maybe in London like where they're practicing, they don't got, like, the facilities to do what they need us to do. Whereas if it was, like, in New Orleans, he might have, like, got the treatment in the morning and practiced in the afternoon. But in London, it's like, no, dude, you got to go here, and that's an hour away. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that may be the case. In New Orleans, they probably – all the rehab-based stuff is probably done at airline. Uh, and if they need actual medical treatment, injections, or um, – Imaging, then they probably just go to. They're affiliated with auction, so I would imagine they go to one of their sports centers. They have a couple of them, but yeah, over there, especially if he's on a planned regimen of something, he's getting serial imaging or serial injections. They're watching something, or they're they're um, identifying how it, it responds to a certain treatment. Then you got to find a place to be able to do that, especially if it takes equipment. Like, if, let's say they're getting um, 
an epidural injection or something near the spine, you need a fluoroscopy machine and all these things that you can't just, you just don't have them floating around in an NFL uh, place. Yeah. So the other injuries this week, unfortunately, Landry and Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas, they were kind of vague. They just like, it's a, it's a, it's a toe. So I, like, I'm thinking that's like a turf toe, but you never know. Let's walk through and like, if it's, if it is a turf toe and he's going to try to play and he's not going to have surgery, what would that what would that entail and what would be the the treatment or the the plan to try to get him playing Friday? I mean on uh, Sunday morning. Turf toe is probably I mean that's the most common thing that happens to a toe outside of if someone landed on it a fracture I haven't seen video on that either I wish I had uh, so if we just common things being common if we go off of that it's probably turf toe if he's not out for an extended period of time or he's not undergoing surgery right now we can assume that it's not a, a full tear and that it's like a grade one or two sprain which means he's having pain there and maybe there's a little swelling on MRI or something, but you can work your way back from that. Uh, probably, if that's the case, looking at uh, a few weeks, maybe, mm-hmm. depending on um, pain tolerance and how he responds to it. But um, good Lord, the way that he's come back from some pretty significant stuff, I would imagine he's yeah. back pretty quickly from that. It's good news that we haven't heard that he's undergoing anything significant. Well, he took with him to I would think yeah. if they if they if it was really significant, they would have been like, "Dude, don't fly to London. Fly back to Nola, right?" Yes. Um, yes. But at the same time, like if he's going to be out a couple of weeks, even then, taking him to to the only reason I was thinking that him and Landry had a shot to play on Sunday was because if they didn't have a shot to play, why take them? But I don't, you know, it's... right? So yeah, and we can infer from that that if it was turf toe, then it was grade one, which means. There's an injury, you know, because there's pain on, mm-hmm. on exam, the way that you reproduce it, but there's really not a lot on MRI. So you had a strain there, but it's really, really tiny, and you're really just kind of trying to work through the pain. And it may it may be well enough that you can play on it the next week or two. So, yeah, and maybe they're desperate because it looks like they're down a lot of receivers or potentially they're down <laughs> a lot of receivers. So it's all a, it's all a give and take. If, you're, if you have no one left on the roster viable, then maybe you push your players to return a little bit harder as long as they're comfortable with it. And he's a freak. He's probably comfortable with trying to play through anything. I mean, they brought, they signed Keith Kirkwood, Saints Saints playoff legend Keith Kirkwood. They signed him. That would be great. You know, you're just sitting at home and they're like, hey, do you want to come to London? Yeah. You know? So, um, Back to Jameis with the the back. I thought he looked significantly better moving around uh, Sunday in the last week. Looking at the game, did you feel that way, or did you? Or were you still like, man, that back is still killing him, and he's not. He doesn't look any better to me. I thought he looked a touch better but I still felt like he was uh, fairly significantly affected. He just looked really, really stiff Mm -hmm. when he was running, scrambling, um, Mm -hmm. trying to avoid pressure. And that's kind of the sign. That's how you'll notice it with things like that outside of, I feel like his accuracy was still off again. And you notice how 
I know coverage changes and they've been falling behind in games mm-hmm. and a lot of it has to do with this, but he seems to sort of heat up at the end of games into the third quarter, fourth mm-hmm. quarter. Uh, it may be an adrenaline thing. It may be he's finally warming up. He's getting past that stiffness and you would say, well, damn, that takes a lot. That's a long time to, for it to warm up. But I mean, with this kind of stuff, uh, it's not surprising with what's affected in there and how you have to use it. It's involved in every single movement that he makes. So um, I don't know. Or maybe he's getting he's getting some more inseds at halftime and he comes out mm-hmm. for that. I, I don't know. But I do feel like it was still affecting him. And I'm not clearing him of all the bad decisions he makes. But I think it's playing a part. And to say otherwise, I, I just wouldn't feel comfortable saying that. How, it, hip The hip flexors – because he said he was, you know, he he mentioned that today. Yeah. And my thought was, I got to ask Dr. Thomas, like the hip flexors, is that a going to affect his mobility more or his accuracy more? Or is that one of those yes questions? Ultimately, it's yes, but it's probably more of a mobility thing. It Those transverse processes, they sit right near the psoas muscle that comes down, down your pelvis. Um, and so when he fractured that or he gets hit, uh, he, there's probably a whole lot of ancillary auxiliary damage there just as far as inflammation mm-hmm. goes. And, yeah, that shit hurts. It hurts. <laughs> it's sitting right on top of it. Not to mention if it's a full fra- – like if the fracture was all the way through the process, which I think it is, which is why they said there can be no further damage, it, it's off and it's, it's it can – move around slightly when things contract and so it rubs up on all that soft tissue around there and it pisses everything off it gets angry so because is is that a thing where like it can get angry it can get more they say you can't you can't injure it anymore but it can get really the word you just use angry during the game and just become intolerable with pain or does that not matter because they're giving him the good drugs yeah, I don't. I think he's probably plateaued from a, sta- a pain standpoint. You can get swelling, or it's called edema, in there. Kind of pushes on everything. You get all these little signaling cell, these signaling cells that they're intentionally causing pain because mm-hmm. you need that to heal. Uh, but the trade-off is that it hurts and you don't use it well. Uh, but I think he's probably plateaued in that. I, I don't think he's um, going to injure it further. What he may do is if he keeps taking bad hits he kind of prolongs the process of trying to get that under control. It's almost like he's skiing downhill and then he's got to go, he's got to go back up, elevate a little bit. And it's, it's an up and down, up and down mm-hmm. instead of a smooth, constant transition downward towards zero pain. He's, he's rebounding. Yeah. You know, one of the final things, thank, and thanks again for joining us, Dr. Thomas. One of the things I was thinking about is how much does standing on the sideline or halftime and inactivity, how much does that hurt him with this injury or does that not really matter? That's a good question. And with all soft tissue injuries, which is really what's affecting him, it's not the bone injury that's affecting him. Even though that was the impetus, it's all the soft tissue injuries, mentioning his mm-hmm. psoas muscle. All that stuff does stiffen very quickly. Uh, so it is important. That's why you see him on the bike. That basically, even if the bike's not using a muscle, 
that could stiffen up on them. Just simply the blood flow, elevated heart rate. Gotcha. The dilation of all the blood vessels in your body that happens when you're when you're exerting energy mm-hmm. like that. Yes, it's super important. So they probably have them in the locker room at halftime, um, moving around. They're gonna stay moving. So I think he's, I think he's in a really tough spot, and I think uh, he's kind of in trouble. And I don't expect that he's gonna sit himself. He just wouldn't. He's in a place in his career where mm-hmm. he he just can't make that decision. I still stick with my my stance that I would probably um, recommend that he be sat just from a football pl- performance standpoint. I couldn't mm-hmm. recommend that from a medical standpoint because he can't really injure himself further. It's just, he's not going to perform well. I think it's, uh, it's amplifying all his bad traits are being amplified with this yeah. injury. You, know, you guys always talk about Armstead playing through injuries and, and staying pretty constant. Yeah. That's not Jameis. And it's, he's not Tony Romo who seemed to be able to play through this injury really well. Some guys can, some guys can't, and it's not him. And he has to kind of accept that, I think. Yeah, and the thing is with Jameis too is, you know, he's he's at a crossroads. But the one thing that I was thinking about today is, you know, uh, Keyshawn Johnson, who's who's Michael Thomas's uncle, he had said that he was talking in a radio interview, and he's like, "Look, the Saints' backup quarterback situation is dire," and he's like, "I have some intel I can't say, which whatever of that." But it got me to thinking, maybe the Saints view Andy Dalton like Mark Brunel in two thousand nine or Jamie Martin in two thousand six and two thousand seven, where those three years the Saints didn't really have a backup quarterback, like. Mark Brunel was completely and utterly washed, and if he had to play a single meaningful down in 2009, it would have been a disaster. The same with Jamie Martin. I saw him play in 2006 in the final game, and he looked like 100 years old. So I just wonder, like, if they view Andy Dalton, they're like, yeah, he's on the roster and we're paying him, but, like, we don't want him to play. Um, Final question for you. Do you think think that's what what he meant, basically, is – they haven't liked what they've seen. I mean, Dalton it, it has to be like if, if I mean, what other way can you put it? Is it, he says the backup quarterback situation is dire. I mean, I, you know, um, and I listened to it like four times. Cause I was like, he didn't mean that. Like is Andy Dalton dead, but I mean, <laughs> uh, but that's how, that's what I took from it. Have you been thinking of becoming a saints happy hour patron? We have an offer. You can't refuse. Sign up, and if you don't think Saints Happy Hour is the best daily Saints podcast and you aren't having a blast chatting on our private Discord channel with other Saints fans, we will refund your money. No questions asked. If you sign up at the $10 level, you can even keep our Boost Bundle welcome gift after the refund. You have absolutely nothing to lose, so go to saintshappyhour.com and sign up today. Podcast ads are the worst, right? Everyone hates them. You can get Saints Happy Hour ad-free by becoming a patron. That's right. Patrons get access to every show ad-free. No ads ever. You also get breaking Saints news podcast, Saints player grades, early access to shows, and behind-the-scenes access. Plus, you get access to our Discord channel where you can talk Saints 24-7 in private with other Saints Happy Hour listeners. And you get our world-famous booze bundle with four swag items. Amazing. So sign up and never have to suffer through another ad again. Go to SaintsHappyHour.com. That's SaintsHappyHour.com and sign up today. Final question, 
you know, the Saints, they're one and two. They need to get winning before their season falls apart. Your best guess as to when not Jameis will be completely healthy because he's got the ankle and he's got the hip flexors and all that. But when is this back injury like when in your estimation is like this going to be behind him or okay? Like, because, you know, the Saints, they can't go one and three, one and four, one and five. Like, it's got to get, he's got to get better. And I feel like the only path for the Saints to be really good and fun in, in 2022 is Jameis. So, like, how many more weeks is this pain going to affect everything about him? Like, when, when, where's the light at the end of the tunnel? It's hard to say because he has the confounding factor of continuing to play, and I don't know what's <laughs> happening to him as he continues to play. But my best guess is even if he continued to play, it's probably he's probably on the other side of it in a meaningful way in the next three to four weeks, uh, yeah. maybe two to three weeks or so, mm-hmm. assuming he doesn't pull something we're running in a weird way and i think that's probably the case but who's who he's playing behind a line that's really confused right now and who knows what's happening when he gets hit if he gets hit from the side and that strains us so as further i just don't know but in a vacuum in a complete vacuum if you rested him i would say two to three weeks two to three weeks so So maybe maybe three maybe two to four with he's continuing to be active and take hits. Uh, I'm sure he's, he's resting in between all week. He's, mm-hmm. um, he's getting the best care, but there's only so much you can do with that and medication, you know, and they said, my, final thing, Marcus Davenport, of course, Marcus Davenport is always hurt. He had a shoulder. So we they didn't say what it was, but for a shoulder injury, it's, it's, it's flexibility and obviously strength, but I can't imagine like being a defensive lineman and banging into another gr- a giant man can be good for it. Um, how? Mo- what's the? I'm trying to think of. What's the? I worry about Marcus Davenport. Not that we know the shoulder diagnosis, but like I'm worried about him injuring something else. If he has an injured shoulder and he's banging into another dude. Is there is there a specific worry for that where you'd be like, man, if you got a hurt shoulder, this injury is also likely to happen? Like you just mentioned with Jameis, if if, he, if he's doing the back, this this and this, could, he could injure this, and that would worry me. With Marcus Davenport, he's always hurt, so now he's got a hurt shoulder. Like, what would you worry about with him playing with a hurt shoulder? That would be like the chain of horrible. That other in, what other injuries would be likely? The shoulder is really kind of, it's the most complex joint in the body. And for your shoulder, to, we think about the shoulder with the arm attaching to the torso. But really, it's the arm attaching to your shoulder blade, which is working with your torso and your spine and your neck all in one. And it's the easiest place in the body to get what we call dyskinesia, where if you have an injury to one specific thing, let's say you hurt one of your tendons of your rotator cuff or your biceps tendon, Everything is thrown off. It doesn't. It's it. It easily malfunctions. Uh, when that happens, it's very easy to injure other things. So you make a good point. I would say it's probably the easiest joint to do that in the body. Uh, in my experience, in the patients I see. So 
Yeah, I do worry about it, but there's also some pretty easy ways to brace the shoulder. Okay. And it's pretty limited for the most part in what he's doing. And if it's like, if there's some very specific tennis that are in the injured. Oh, I think we lost Dr. Thomas. Dr. Thomas, you there? I think we lost. I think we lost him for a second. Hopefully, hopefully, Dr. Thomas, you can get back. I, because I, I need to ask you one more thing. I totally forgot about, uh, about, um, about Delvin Cook. He's wearing the freaking harness. So, Dr. Thomas, when you when you get back, we'll uh, we'll get you back. And I want I, we got to talk about we <laughs> we got to talk about Delvin Cook. Um, uh, um, for the Vikings, but Rich, what you got for me tonight? Well, I'm taking a drink every time you say, "Hey, Doctor Thomas, one more thing," or I got one last thing to ask you. It's so many, it's so many injuries, Butteridge. So many. The list is long, <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, I, I, I want to know what time will it be in London? Because I gotta know if Kirk Cousins is gonna activate his. His Ooh, new superpowers, or like it, is he going to be like primetime Kirk? It Cousins? is because well, it's eight. It's eight thirty New Orleans time, and London is six hours difference. So it would be no. It'd be like two thirty. It'd be like two thirty. Okay, so there's. So you're saying there's a chance that he might not have there, his new superpowers. Yeah, there's a chance. So give me, give me one. Key to this game, Butterich, that like, besides the obvious stuff of don't, don't eat paste, don't stick your finger in an electrical socket, don't shoot your dick off. Like, give me one thing the Saints need to do to win this freaking game. They just need to punch someone in the mouth. <laughs> That's what they need to do. They need to punch someone in the mouth. I don't care if it has to be literally or figuratively, but they need to. But it's all about an aggressive mi- mindset, but both in the trenches of the offense and defense. I mean, I know it's not to sound generic, but that's what you got to do. I, mm-hmm. I want to see, like, ferocity, anger, and just all-out passion, just but especially from the offense. I want to see just a gr- absolute aggressiveness from the offensive line and from the run game. Yeah, I feel – and thanks, Butters. I feel like the Saints need – you know, people talk about oh, they come out, they come on this game, and they're flat, and they want to. But like, you can't, you to 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 have emotion, to have energy in a football game, not necessarily momentum, because I think momentum is kind of like a made up thing that we talk about. But to have energy and excitement, you got to make good plays. And the Saints, like, they suck at the beginning of these games. They need a big play early in this game. The a turnover, defense, a long. A long offensive play that they punch in the end zone. Like, they need something good to happen to them. All right, Dr. Thomas, I promise. This is the final thing, and I totally forgot about it. Delvin Cook, he's got a dislocated shoulder, and he's wearing the harness. So, obviously, it can pop out again, but wearing a harness... What is the likelihood – we don't want him to get injured again because that's mean. We don't want that. But what's the likelihood of the harness contributing to him not playing well and maybe fumbling? Like how difficult is the harness to make it harder for him to play well Sunday? Zero. 
Oh. At his at his position as running back to hold on to the ball, the movements that you're doing, which mm-hmm. is keeping your arm near against your body and mm-hmm. internally rotating your arm, aren't really affected by that injury. He'll still have the exact same strength he had before there. That won't be an issue, unfortunately. <laughs> oh well, because he killed, he 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 kind of he, he kind of does well against the Saints. So, Doctor, yeah, Tom- he's scary, Doctor Thomas. The Saints are so freaking injury prone. Like, can you, can you like, what, like, what do we need to do? Do we need a prayer? What's circle? happening? Yeah, like, do we need to sacrifice something? Like, this is this is incredible. This is going on like three years of massive injuries. Yeah, you just attribute it up to bad luck until <laughs> patterns arise, and. I don't know. It's it's baffling because it's not like the same injuries are happening to the same positions or they're doing something in the training room that's off. They've tried bringing in multiple different people. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's a matter of – I'm trying to think. I, I mean, there's been multiple – they've taken chances on players like Anzalone that had an injury history, but some of these guys come out of college injury-free, and then all of a sudden they land yeah. with us. And they're down for the count. I feel like James is like an Iron Man. And then he came yeah. to the Saints and he fell apart. It's inexplicable. I don't understand. <laughs> Maybe it's the gumbo, the seafood. <laughs> it's the gumbo. are just in... eating like total shit down here. Yeah. And the nutrition is way off. I don't Inflammatory know. markers are up. I, I don't know. Well, I wish I had the, the, an answer for you. The one thing I'll say, and thanks, thanks for joining us, Dr. Thomas, as always. We appreciate it. Um, I I would say that the injuries will stop and maybe we won't see you for a couple of weeks, but I know that's a freaking lie. And you're there. Someone's going to get injured, and we're going to have to talk to you next week. I just, just know everybody. Everybody, church is going to happen after the game this Sunday. But everybody, say a collective prayer at uh, eleven o'clock mass. All right. <laughs> all right. Thank that's you. all we got. There's that's nothing all, else. That's all we got. Thank you, Doctor Thomas. I all wonder right. too. Like maybe this. Maybe like. A sports team in New Orleans always has to have, like, horrible injury luck. So maybe the Saints have, like, the Pelicans, who used to have a horrible injury luck, they've passed it all. They got rid of Anthony Davis. Zion was injured, but they've passed it all to the Saints like a demon from, like, one house to the other. And maybe the Pelicans will be injury-free this year and have a great year. So, um, all right, we got a bunch of people that want to talk to us. I want you – I want – people to tell me how you're feeling about the 2022 Saints because I'll be honest I'm as down and depressed about the Saints I haven't been this down about the Saints since 2017 when they started 0-2 and they had had three straight seven and nines the defense was horrible for first two weeks and I was like they've had three bad years of defense it's over this is it for Sean Payton and Drew Brees I'm just going to enjoy Drew scoring 40 every week and the defense being terrible uh of course, the Saints turned it around, and they had four years of four straight division titles, and I was completely wrong. But I'm back to that place. Like I'm, I'm sad. I'm depressed. I'm worried. I, I worry that the Saints are going to be horrible, and Philadelphia is going to get like a top ten pick. So I want your feelings of how you're feeling about the 2022 season, and if they can turn it around, uh, Joshua. What you got for us tonight? I mean, the way I'm feeling about this season right now, I've broken out the hard stuff already. <laughs> the Wednesday night, and I broke out the hard stuff. Uh, I feel like we're living in a bizarre world, like you said. Um, I feel like 
I feel like the Saints have has stolen LSU's defensive mojo essentially, and they're <laughs> like this defensive dominant thing. Um, but to to I, the season overall, like it really depends on it depends on coaching. I think at this point, mm-hmm. it depends on decisions that are going to be made. Like in London, there's no reason for James to play. Like no reason on God's green earth for him to be <laughs> up there at all. If Dennis yeah. Allen puts him out there, like I think that's going to be all right. Check one against like all right. This is step one to getting into the hot seat. Yeah, you make a decision like this where it's painstakingly obvious you do not put a quarterback, even a player alone out there uh, to be that injured. Uh, yeah. I, and I feel like Dalton. I don't. I don't think he's washed because I saw I watched him in preseason. Yeah, um, he looked pretty good. Looked spry. You know, the pass had a little zip on it. Um. But if anything, I think they may have seen a deep ball, his deep ball, and it was like, okay, that's ugly. We can't get that done. <laughs> but you know what? I'm happy with that. I, that's 2020 breeze right there. Well, the I'll thing is, Jameis doesn't throw over them. J- Jameis, like literally, teams have decided they're like, you're never throwing to the tight end. We're not even going to cover Troutman. Like, and and he's running wide open in the middle of the field. Like, Jay, and, and the thing is, like, Jameis, you're tall. You got a cannon, like, throw to the middle of the field. But I, I don't know. Thank but. you. Thank you. That's exactly what the way I feel about it. So my thing is, like, this offense was made for, you know, Drew Brees. We can do the dink and dunk. But it's like the middle of the field, you got Kamara open on a third and four wide open. He can run and almost run into the end zone. But I just – it's just stuff like that, but I'm just like. Well, the thing the thing is with that play is the tape eaters are like, man, you know, Landry is the right read. No quarterback would have thrown it to Kamara. I'm like, well, first of all, that's a lie. Like, I know they're a quarterback. Mitchell Trubisky, Breeze, Teddy Bridgewater, they'd have thrown it to Kamara. And the yes. tape eaters would have been like, Landry was open for a touchdown. But, it, but if you but, – but my point is this. I don't even care about it my thing is either is either throw it to Kamara who's buck naked ass open right in front of your face or make the throw to Landry and get a touchdown like do either or make the right throw or make the right decision Jameis he too often he does neither and exactly like health or whatever i don't care like i don't care and 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 joshua thanks for thanks for joining us and thanks for supporting the the podcast i know you you signed up uh you signed back up recently this week i appreciate it um i was getting on people they were like well what about carson wentz the media doesn't make fun of him being terrible and and what about mitchell trubisky the media doesn't get on him being terrible like they do about Jameis. and i was like I don't give a damn about other teams' quarterbacks being terrible. Carson Wentz got sacked nine times. He could get sacked 20 times Sunday. I don't care. I care about the Saints having competent quarterbacking and winning. Treese, what you got for us tonight? Are, are, are you as worried about the 2022 Saints as me? Um, I'm terrified of this team. <laughs> I mean, it's just, you know, like, we so spoiled as Saints fans, right? We so used to winning. Like you said, you made a, a real, real great point, man. Look, I would take Drew any day dropping 40 on teams, and, you know, we just got to figure it out on defense, and now we finally got a defense right. where we can put up 18 points and win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can put up 12 points and Trees, win. I wanted I mean, to sh- and, Trees, I wanted to but, strangle people this. Continue. Go ahead. Um, It, it hurts me to see that 
these dudes been on the field extremely long and they're getting gassed. We're not scoring. We're not getting past the, the 50 yard line, you know, and when we do get in the red zone, you know, like you saw some of the terrible play with Elvin, that was uncharacteristic of him. Like, that's my twin. I don't never see that boy fumble no ball. No, he's fumbled like eight Same times in five ball. in six years. It's like incredible. you know, in the past, yeah, in the past, Monk had his issues with fumbling, but he had cleaned that stuff up. And so, so yeah, no, I I agree. Uh, Go ahead, you you drop that for just a second. Continue. Um, it's just more of. You know, week to week, we're as Saints fans. I mean, I was all the way in Charlotte this past weekend, and I was sick to my stomach. It was my first time out there. And, I mean, Baker Mayfield was garbage. I mean, I'm literally watching. like, dude, Yeah, he couldn't do nothing against our defense. And I'm like, you know what? It just came down to where somebody's defense or team had to set the tone. And they came out, and like you said, they punched us in the mouth. You know, and I'm like, man, we just, James just turns around and just lofts the ball in the air. Like, just somebody catch it, please. Like, I hate that. That's why people doubt him so much. Excited. You know, it was more of a, you know, I felt bad, you know, him having to sit, you know, come on, Drew, just step to the side and let James throw this deep ball. But what I seen out of him in that playoff, of game and when he threw that bomb to uh to to Dante, um we all got excited. So that yeah. made us optimistic. Now it's like, man, we begging for Jameis to show us what he showed us in the it. Him being hurt ain't it's hurting the team. It's holding us back. Well, and I think the defense is going to just, after a while, if we don't score, start scoring some points on offense, the defense is going to give up. Well, yeah, I know. I agree with the truth. And, and, and thanks for joining us. I'll say this. Like, Jameis, the thing is frustrating with this offense is everything seems so goddamn hard. Like, even the comeback against Atlanta, as fun as it was, and it was amazing – like, those were some hard-ass throws, and Landry was making circus catches, and Michael Thomas, even in the end zones, like, they were great catches, but they were hard throws. Like, I want the Saints to have a drive where it's, like, easy. It's, like, 10 yards. Oh, Olave's running wide open, and he hits him across the middle, and it's 25 yards. Ah, they did a run, and it's a giant hole. Like, Everything on offense seems so freaking hard, you know? Um, Royce, what you got for us tonight? Uh, yeah, man. Uh, I agree with everybody, man. The season it's not looking good. I'll say best case scenario for this season, maybe James injury gets better. You know, maybe we catch a – I don't know. I was thinking maybe kind of like, you know how like – Eli Manning kind of started hot garbage in that 07 run. Yeah. The team wasn't really all that good. And then maybe yeah. you catch on fire in the playoffs, and then the defense is playing at a high level. And then at that point, you can get, like, a deep run in the playoffs while they won the Super Bowl. But So, like, I think that's, like, maybe the best case for the Saints. I think anything. And honestly, the crazy thing is Tampa is playing the Chiefs this weekend. They could go 2-2. Two and two, and if right. we win, we 2-2. I mean, and, and half a game out, this is kind of crazy. The Saints could get – if they could get the 2-2. Two and two, Like, if they get the 2-2, two and two, no matter how they freaking get there, they were 2-2 two and two last year. And, and – and if they win Sunday, we'll feel better kind of than we did last year because 2-2 two and two last year, they – 
gagged it up against the Giants, and we were like, Jesus, they gave this game away. This is going to bite him in the ass later. We all knew it leaving yeah. the stadium. So um, the the thing for the Saints, I just – like they got to start out better. They, they, they're, they're a team – they're in that weird spot where – we know their roster's good. We know their defense is good. But eventually, like a team that thinks they're good and thinks they're going to have a good team, a good season, eventually they lose enough. They're like, yeah, we suck. And and, and and they start bad. The Saints need to play well early. And and, yeah. and, and, and last week they started off, they were hitting the plays, yeah. and then you get the penalty from Mark Ingram, and yeah. it derails the whole thing. So... Yeah, and and that's it's in them. No, we've seen it, and 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 thanks thanks for joining us, Royce. I, the thing is, too, is win or lose Sunday. The thing that I have got to see, or I will become utterly and completely panicked about Dennis Allen is the penalties and the absolute dumpster juice that is the Saints special teams. They have got to freaking clean that up because that's that is straight up coaching and nothing more. Like reduce the penalties, stop being a disaster on special teams. If they can do that, look, you obviously want them to win as well. But if those things happen, if, if they have another game where they have eight penalties, that means they're averaging eight penalties a game for a month. If they stink on special teams again, that'll be three out of four weeks. They were a disaster on special teams. That becomes where you start to think, well, this is what they are. They're just going to be a penalty-filled mess, and they're going to suck on special teams. And like, Because eventually, like, if you keep doing the same thing over and over again and it doesn't change, that's what you are as a football team, as a person, whatever, in life. And that's a concern. So, Jonathan Gallette, what you got for us? Jonathan, by the way, thanks for signing up and becoming a patron. I appreciate it. Jonathan, you there? Hello. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, Jonathan. Thanks for joining us. Hey, what's up? Uh, just want to say hi, Dr. Thomas. Uh, this is actually JJ. So what's up, guys? Hey, JJ. I got the I got the, the the package. JJ came to the live show, which if you didn't come to the live show, you missed out. JJ, it was great meeting you. We were drinking after we stayed. We stayed. We closed it. We closed it down at Port Orleans. But uh, thanks for joining yeah. us. What, what, what's your feeling on the? How you feeling about about the the, the season? Because when, when when I talked to you at the live show, Saints were one to know. We were flying high. That's two weeks. Oh ago. yeah, it was like a lifetime ago. Well, there was a couple of times I just wanted to go bang my head against the wall, you know, and just uh, I don't understand what's going on with, with our team. You know, I don't understand why our running backs can't hold on to the ball, you know, because if Falvin Kamara wouldn't have, you know, they wouldn't have, uh, oh, shoot, uh, drop that ball, you know what I'm saying, uh, knocked it off his arm, you know, that's seven points. Like if Ingram, if Ingram doesn't fumble against Tampa and Kamara doesn't fumble yeah. against Carolina, the Saints are probably 3-0 and and we're probably – really frustrated with Jameis and the offense and but we're like you know what we're three and oh just battle through this back injury and once he gets healthy he'll get better but because they both fumbled we're kind of in a panic state you know yeah yeah, and also I didn't understand what was going on with Will Lutz why was he missing his kicks well hey I'll tell you this like Will Lutz, like, I know they say, oh, he was great in training camp and all this, but, like, he was bad 
before he got hurt. And then, you know, he, he missed the entire season. But before that, the season before, he had kind of struggled that season. And let's be real, JJ. He misses that kick against Atlanta to win the game. We're, yep. we're at a point where he is on a short leash and he's one or two more missed kicks from, like, the Saints being like, hey, Will, we're bringing in kickers on Tuesday and we're going to have a kicking competition where you're involved and everybody has a kick and we decide who, who who gets to be the Saints kicker. Saints teams do that. Now, look, he can turn it around and he's got to turn it around. because. And, and here's the thing, too, I think that, that Andrew had said to me. Uh, I don't know if he said it on a daily – I think he said it on the Daily Grades podcast this week, which you should become a patron at the $10 level so you can get the Grades podcast. But he made a great point. is like when you're the Saints and you are a defensive first team and your offense is struggling, the kicks become magnified. And maybe that pressure is – Will Lutz is feeling it, right? Because – when you're not scoring, you know, back in the day when Drew we had Drew Brees, JJ, right? If if, if they missed a the kick, we'd be like, ah, that's a, whatever. Drew Brees, he's moving the ball up and down the field. This team can't stop him. Whatever, he missed a kick. It's it's fine. Now those kicks missed against Carolina Sunday, they felt gigantic, right? Because you're like you're not scoring, so maybe that's a thing. Like the pressure, like it, it's it the kicks. The weight of it feels more on Lutz, but either way, man, in the NFL, if you're not making 85% of your kicks inside of 50 yards, they're going to get rid of you. Like, the the standards for kickers are real, are now ridiculous. Yeah, no. I guess one last thing I want to ask you. Um, do you think Dennis Allen still brings the compassion and, you know, the uh, attitude to the locker room as Sean Payton did? I mean, I don't – look – all coaches are different. And the thing that I always joke about coaches is we love the coaches that are angry and mean and kind of jerks like Peyton and Nick Saban. We love them to coach our team. We'd hate them as a boss, right? So Dennis Allen, he has to be his own guy. Like he can't try to be – I like the fact that he's not trying to be Sean Peyton. He's, he's trying to keep the culture going, but he's trying to be his own man. And I agree with that. But the thing is, Jonathan – Special teams penalties are details, right? Holding on to the ball is details. Like the Saints are a – after three weeks, they're a sloppy freaking team. And the thing is, unless you have an elite quarterback, you can't be like this. Like the Saints have to play not flawless football, but they have to – they can't have – more than two or three penalties. They can't turn the ball. Like, the Saints really, Jonathan, JJ, they not only can they not, they they have to, they can't lose the turnover battle. The Saints really, they're probably not going to win any football games this year where they're even in the turnover battle. Like, I, I, would, I would wager money that any game where the Saints – have two turnovers and another team has two turnovers or they have one and another team has one, the Saints aren't going to win. Like, they've got to win the turnover battle. So their margin for error is just less. But before you get out of here, JJ, Saints, are they going to be 2-2 two and two Sunday at, at like at like noon? Um, I think they have the ability to be 2-2. Two and two. You know, it's hard to say because I came in this game saying we were going to be 2-1, uh, and one, you know. But uh, I believe they can be 2-2. Two and two. Okay. 
All right, JJ. Thank thanks for thanks for joining us and looking the mail for thanks for looking the mail for your uh, your booze bundle and your shirt. And by the way, JJ became a patron. He got the booze bundle. It is two Saints themed Mardi Gras cup, a koozie, a shot glass, and a Saints legend legend playing card. Ten dollars a month. You sign up, boom, you get the booze bundle. If you sign up at twelve dollars a month, uh, after six after five months, you get a t shirt as well. It's awesome, Saint. Uh, before we get out of here, Saint Season Baby, uh, Mark, what you got for us? Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, can y'all hear me? I can hear you good. Go ahead. All right, man. So, first off, I want to say who that to everybody. And, uh, you going to, you going to go to, are you going to Arizona, Ralph, or no? No, I, I, the, the, I'm going to go, I'm going to the end of the season game, and I'm going to, tr- I'm trying to, I'm going to try to make either Seattle or the Raiders. Cincinnati, this is terrible, but like the prices for that game are ridiculous, and I oh, might be able, I might be able to finance like forty percent, fifty percent of my season ticket for next year, and like that's kind of too good a deal to pass up. But I may end up, I, I may end up, I tell myself now, but then when it gets closer, if the Saints win these next two weeks, I'll be like, I want to go and watch him kick Joe, Bur- Joe Burrow's ass. So I say that yeah. now, but there's like a but, 40% chance that I'll be at the stadium. Yeah, but hopefully, hopefully. But uh, yeah, I'm going to Arizona game. Man, I went to that Bucks game, uh, what, yeah, like two weeks ago. And uh, man, that Ingram fumble, God, that they were driving on that play driving and it just sucked the air out of the stadium man i mean they got to hold on to the ball special Mm -hmm. teams i mean you've already said that they have to make the field goals i mean mayfield with baker was playing like shit the first two quarters mayfield is so bad like carolina they got up 13 nothing, and Matt Rule was like, I'm turtling this. If you're a soccer fan like me, we call it parking the bus where you get up a goal and you're just like, we're going to put everybody behind the ball and we're going to try to win this game one nothing. Like they parked the bus. Like if the Saints could have just not let Chenault get loose and tackled him, like they might have won the game. Like, like Baker is so bad. And that's why, Mark, this game Sunday is really interesting to me because – Carolina, their offense, McCaffrey was great, and I think yeah. that was part of the issue with the Saints' running defense. That was just, it was McCaffrey being awesome. The rest of it, Carolina is trash. Tampa is trash because their their offensive line struggled. They don't have any receivers. Their offense is horrible. Um, yeah. you know. And Atlanta, they're interesting. I think their offense is a little bit better than we thought. Drake London's really nice. Pitts is nice. Um, you know, they have a decent offense. I think Minnesota's potentially the best offense the Saints have played. But then again, I looked at the the, the advanced statistics today. Minnesota's kind of like the opposite of the Saints. The Saints are a ton of big plays, but they have catastrophe. Minnesota, yeah. they have no big plays, but Kirk Cousins doesn't make mistakes. It's really interesting. Yeah. I thought they'd be better with Justin Jefferson at wide receiver, but they're really not. Like, they're kind of like – for for all the pieces they have, you would think Minnesota would be better, but not really. And like, here's another thing that like defense has been good. I mean, we have a better defense than we've had previously in the years. Man, we have to get pressure on the quarterback. Yeah. What we've had one sack in the past three games. Like no, they, they, had three, they had three against Baker. They had, they had three. three against Baker. 
Yeah, I mean, the thing is, the thing is, Mark, they, they've got to to really unleash a defense and a pass rush and create turnovers and create chaos. You gotta, you have to be ahead, and more so than being either one score ahead or even obviously it would be great if the Saints would start out 14 nothing or 14-3. The thing is, when they've played these games, especially the last well all the whole the whole season basically, the team that they're playing, their offense has felt no sense of urgency. At no point in the game against Carolina, as good as the defense played, at no point in the game was Baker looking up and being like, oh, shit. It's third and nine. We're down 13 to six. There's seven minutes to go. I'm at my 12-yard line. I have got to pick this first down up or we're punting from the end zone. And then they'll kick a field goal and this game will be over. And that makes a quarterback force a throw, do something they shouldn't do, whatever. Brady never had to do it. Because they, it was three three, right? And yeah. Brady was happy. It's like Brady was like, "Oh, it's third and 13 I'm going to throw a tunnel screen and we're going to punt." Like they haven't put any urgency on the opposing offense and the defense. The defense for the Saints, like they can't do that. The Saints' offense has to do that. I feel like the Saints' defense has mostly kept the Saints from drowning. And and yeah. and and, and th- thanks for joining us, Mark. And I'll tell you this too: uh, the Saints. They better play better on offense today because Minnesota, like they're going to make plays. Like Minnesota, they're not going to be Carolina. They're not going to be Tampa. Like Minnesota, they're going to move the ball. They're going to score some points. They're probably, even if the Saints play really well on defense and don't turn the ball over and, and gift wrap Minnesota some points, Minnesota's probably going to score 17 to 24 points, even if the Saints defense plays reasonably well, I think. So the Saints offense, if they play like they've done in the year and they play three crappy quarters, the game will be out of reach come the fourth quarter because Minnesota will be up 17 to nothing, 20 to nothing, 20 to three. So like the Saints, they have to have urgency uh, on offense or not necessarily I wouldn't say they'll get blown out it'll just be really really boring freaking game so guys we're going to wrap this up I want to thank Dr. Thomas I feel like Dr. Thomas Wednesday, I might need to get our producer in Poland, Thomas. I might need to get him to take Do- Dr. Thomas's head and put it on like an e- like have like an ER background or one of the do- doctor med- medical shows and like make the graphic because the way the Saints injuries are going, like Dr. Thomas is just like a He's like a permanent. He's like a permanent fixture fixture of the show on a Twitter Spaces on Wednesday. But guys, thanks for joining us. Support the Saints Happy Hour. I know we have a ton of new people listening. A ton of people in the Spaces. Go to SaintsHappyHour.com. Sign up. Try us for a month. If you don't like it, 
I'll give you a full refund. I just hit the button, boom, you get your you get your money back, no questions asked. And even if you do the ten dollar level where I ship you the booze bundle, you keep the Mardi Gras cups and the and the coaster and the shot glass and the a beer koozie and the Saints Packer. Keep it for free. You're practically freaking making money. To send you the booze bundle, it costs us eight dollars and twenty five cents. Okay, so you sign up at the ten dollar. We barely any make anymore. So you're you're the one making money. So support the show is what I'm saying. So for Dr. Thomas, for everybody that joined us, thanks for joining us. We will see you Friday with the Saints. Their their injury report, uh, their final injury report Friday, and then we will see you Sunday after the Saints game in London. Hopefully. Some kind of miracle can happen and they can be two and two. So, guys, we will see you then and have a great rest of your week.